Hi, I'm Blake Repine and welcome to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Strategy, Leadership, and Impact. I'm your host, Blake Repine. If you want to send me a, a comment or have a topic that you'd like for me to talk about, please feel free to email me at blakerepine at gmail.com, or you can look me up on LinkedIn, Blake Repine, and just send me a message through there. Like I said, welcome back again this week. And this week, what I really want to talk about is around kind of mindset and how we manage our ourselves in our personal life. We spend a lot of time in our professional life looking at efficiencies within organizations, looking at how effective the things that we do are and really maximizing our time. But we don't necessarily do that in our personal life, but we really should. And a couple, I guess, principles really that I want to talk about in regards to this. And the first principle is take care of yourself first. What I mean by this is make sure, one, you're exercising. That's an outlet, stress, but also it's good to stay fit. Fitter you are, the better your body is operating. Also, the better you're able to think. It gives you a little bit of clarity of thinking. Personally, I, I, I'm an early riser, usually up, you know, 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning. And I work out from usually 5 a.m. to about 7 a.m., depending on what I'm doing that day. Again, those of you that know me know I'm a weightlifter, so I might get in a session those days that I don't lift. I actually find other things to do. Every now and again, I'll I'll just kind of zone out and listen to some music or whatever, but I actually like to listen to a lot of podcasts, audiobooks, things like that. Really something that I can actually, how am I gaining new information listening to other perspectives, really better myself. So not only am I getting a workout in and improving my fitness, but also I'm, I guess, improving myself uh, mentally as well by you know listening to these other things. You need to take that time for yourself because once the day starts, uh, particularly for a busy executive, it is full on. You live by the diary, you die by the diary. If it's not in there, then obviously you don't do it, you know, if it's not in your schedule. And, and it can be things back to back. There's some people that joke that, you know, my door in one of my offices is a revolving door. It's just one person after another and same thing too um, it can really be like that you're putting out fires here and there you're, you're attending you know meetings all over the place you have very little time to yourself very little time to think and I actually read in uh, it was a study that was done by Harvard Business School and it was, there was an article that appeared in Harvard, Harvard Business Review sometime late last year I can't remember exactly what what issue it was but in there they actually uh, did some surveys with some senior executives and their uh, executive assistants and one of the things they found was you need to carve out time, about two hours of continuous time per week for the executive to just think, just stop what they're doing and just think about things. They're involved in so many conversations, listen to so many different perspectives. You need time to sit down and digest all of that and say, well, what does that mean? And how do I put all those different conversations together and form an agenda moving forward? So very important. So you know, make time for yourself, but also in your personal life as well. Carve out time where you're not actually able to be contacted by other people. One of the things I do, particularly on Sundays, is I don't get on my email. I don't check it at all. I do this for two reasons. One, it takes away time that I'm actually spending with my family if I'm on my email, and that is time that I've dedicated to them. But also, I would get on early in the morning, weekends, whatever, and I would type out emails, and I would send them out just to get thoughts out of my head. And I actually found that this was stressing out people that I was sending it to because they felt like they had to respond. And that wasn't the purpose. 
purpose. So I actually quit doing that for them as well. If you're in a position of authority and you have people that report to you, they will feel compelled to respond to you because they feel like that's their obligation or their duty. So we can actually do a favor to them and not send them those things. So one of the things I, I use now is I might type it up and save it in a draft. And then at a certain time in the morning, I'll start sending them all out. Or let me come back to what I said about, you know, Sundays and that in certain times in the evenings as well. That's time I'm with my wife, my son. That is time people, if there's a, an emergency, what we'll call life, limb or eyesight. If someone's at risk of losing their life, a limb or their eyesight, buildings burning down or, or whatever, something that's catastrophic to the organization, they can always reach me 24-7, 365 through phone call, but they have to pick up the phone to call me. Uh, the other times though, I'm with my family. So be present in the moment that you get so much more out of that. It's not about necessarily quantity of time, but look at quality of time. When you're with your family, don't be on social media checking things. Don't be on your email doing other stuff. When you leave work and in whatever time that is, stop. Just stop what you're doing and spend time with your family and give them your undivided attention because they're just as important. And your family will be there long after any job or any career is over. So how are you building that relationship with your family? Are you giving them that time that they deserve? So be present in the moment whenever you're there. Something else too that I mentioned earlier on in the kind of in the introduction is around how we look at efficiencies and effectiveness and things within our processes and systems and our activities within our professional life and within the organizations that we work for. But we don't always do that within our personal life. And there's some approaches that you should be taking to your personal life. Of course, because of regulations and legislation and other things too, I have to say this, I am not a financial planner. So please don't take any of this advice as financial advice that I'm giving you, but I'm just telling you what I do. And if you choose to do the same thing, so be it. But I would encourage you get professional advice. One of the things that we create is a household profit and loss statement. So a household P&L, how we're managing our finances. Actually, we create a budget for the year. We know what our expenses are. We know what our revenue is going to be, or our income, and we budget. And we say, okay, well, any extra money left over, some people might call it disposable income. Well, where are we putting that so it can work for us? Now, we also look at the task as well. If you're an executive, you're incredibly busy. You have very little time to do stuff. I don't know that I've ever met an executive who wasn't time. I'm poor. So we look at things whenever we're at home, what are the things we want to be doing? What kind of things, you know, hobbies, whatever it might be that bring us joy or if it's spending time with your family, what are the things that we have to do around the house that we might be able to afford to outsource so that we're actually able to spend time with our family? You know, one of those might be mowing the lawn. We'll get someone in to cut it as long as it fits within your budget, you know, and it doesn't attract, it's giving you that time back. You know, that's just one example, but really look at things you're doing when you're at home, but really look at what what you're doing in your personal life and, and how is it benefiting you? How is it benefiting your family? How is it making your life better? And another thing I want to talk about too is just around some mindset stuff when we, we talk about careers and you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, find something that you're passionate about. Find something that makes you happy. And I'll read you a quote that actually my wife sent me this from Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe was the host of Dirty Jobs and several other shows and narrates several shows. And I don't know if it's from him or not, to be honest with you. So I'll give it a caveat, but it does have his name at the end of it and a picture of him above of it, but it says, stop looking for the right career and start looking for a job, any job. Forget about what you like. Focus on what's available. Get yourself hired. Show up early. Stay late. Volunteer for the scut work. Become indispensable. You can always quit later and be no worse off than you are today. 
but don't waste another year looking for a career that doesn't exist. And most of all, stop worrying about your happiness. Happiness does not come from a job. It comes from knowing what you truly value and behaving in a way that's consistent with those beliefs. And there's a couple things in this quote that I totally agree with. First thing is, no, happiness doesn't necessarily come from a job. Happiness is is an emotion that comes and goes. It's not something there all the time. You can be content in a job. You can enjoy things within a, a job. But with a lot of jobs, there's going to be things that you might not necessarily like doing and that's okay and some of those too you have to look at your own life and do you live to work or do you work to live which thinking or which perspective do you take if you work to live in other words you, you your job is kind of a means to an end your career is a means to an end it provides income it provides a lifestyle that you enjoy and you enjoy a lot more things outside of that that's fine if you live to work which means you know you spend a lot of time the workaholic type people that's fine too if that's what you want if that's not what you want then change it and a lot of that time too it's about being satisfied or being content or realizing what you do have. A lot of times we can look at these things and say, well, I need to work harder to get more money so that I can afford more stuff. And that's all a higher income actually enables you to do is to buy more stuff. And stuff might make you happy initially. It might bring you a little bit of comfort. It might bring you a little bit of entertainment. But at the end of the day, it's just stuff. My own personal beliefs, my wife and I actually agree, we don't spend a lot of money on gifts, on physical gifts. But what we do like to spend our money on our experiences, whether that be a holiday or doing something new with each other and spending time with each other. That is what's more important to us than it is buying more stuff. Uh, You can have a house full of stuff and never be happy. You can make a million dollars a year and spend every bit of it and never be happy. But you you could make far less money, have far less stuff, but really enjoy life and be happy. The more complicated things are, the less happy you'll probably be. The less complicated things are, the happier you'll probably be. So anyway, I think that's about enough for today. Thank you very much again for listening. Again, if you have any comments, questions, topics you want me to talk about, feel free to email me, blakerepine at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on LinkedIn, Blake Repine. Send me a message through there. If you listen on the Anchor platform, you can leave a voice message through there as well. I will get those and do listen to them. Also, I have something coming up here in a few weeks. I have a new website coming out that will actually be a good platform that I will be able to host the podcast from, and as well as many other things. Thank you very much for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again next week.